Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a misery Monday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast as the Tennessee Titans lose at home to the Houston Texans 22-13. to I'm breaking down exactly what happened in this disaster of a game for the Titans. We're going to look at my big picture takeaways on offense, defense, and special teams. Then we're going to zoom in, look at the individual performances, both good and bad, and tighten up, tighten down. And ultimately, I will talk you all off the ledge with a little bit of a therapy session to end our show. So all of that on this Misery Monday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans. Your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It was a massacre out there for the Titans as they lose to the Texans and drop to 8-3. and I'm going to go over my big picture keys uh, to the loss, exactly what happened out there, my takeaways from the offense, defense, and special teams before I get into that. want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, make sure that you subscribe. On whatever platform you do stream, you can find the Titans podcast on basically whatever platform you can listen to podcasts. And the best part, it's always free. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Locked on Titans YouTube channel where I do the show on video Monday through Friday. Make sure you smash that notification bell so you know when all of my content goes live. Follow me on Twitter for all my film breakdowns at Tic Tac Titans. And check out the show Facebook page at Locked on Titans pod as well. But diving into this game. Got to start with the offensive side of the ball. And the number one thing that was my key to victory coming in was the turnovers. The Texans' defense had had nine interceptions on the year. They were top ten in interceptions in the NFL. The Titans had thrown a bunch of interceptions on the season with eight of them. And Ryan Tannehill threw four interceptions in this game. Now, the reality is not all of them were his fault on at least two By my count, it looks like it was Des Fitzpatrick's fault cutting off his route, not running the correct correct route. And, you know, I may not know the exact play call, so it's still somewhat uh, of an educated guess. But in the game on a critical third down in the second half, Ryan Tannehill had to ask Des Fitzpatrick twice, Des, you got it? Des, you got it? On an audible that he made. So clearly there's a lack of trust in Des Fitzpatrick knowing what routes to run, knowing where to be, and... Tannehill threw two interceptions trying to get the ball to him. Now, I'm not going to crush Des Fitzpatrick coming up from the practice squad onto the active roster and get some early early plays. He did catch a touchdown in this game, but it, it just goes to show you that it's not all of Ryan Tannehill, all Ryan Tannehill's fault, but at least two of those interceptions right now, I can tell you, were just terrible decisions and terrible throws. And the first interception Ryan Tannehill had on the day put the Texans within their own 10-yard line. You just cannot do that when you're in the red zone and losing in a game in the first quarter. You just can't force in a pass like that. And Outside the turnovers, well, one more, the Chester Rogers muffed punt where the ball goes off his foot. I mean, just a boneheaded mistake from Chester Rogers. Another turnover for the Titans that put the Texans directly inside their own 10-yard line. 
And those two turnovers right there specifically turned into 10 Houston Texans points. So, I mean, the offense overall, it was ugly early on, but they were able to move the ball against this terrible Houston Texans team. They had 420 total yards. They had 26 first downs. I mean, the Titans were able to move the ball for the most part, but five turnovers in a game uh, on fourth down opportunities, they missed two of those. So, I, I mean, you go two of four on fourth down, it's basically like two turnovers right there with the turnovers on downs. That's basically seven turnovers for the Titans in the game. You you play offensive football like that, it's impossible. But, you know, I kind of mentioned this when we talk about Des Fitzpatrick not necessarily knowing where to be, but the Titans are out there with a skeleton crew. Two big things. You don't have AJ. You don't have Julio. You don't have Derrick Henry. You don't have Marcus Johnson. You don't have Jeff Swain. Your starting offense is gone. Literally, your number one tight end, your number one running back, and your top three wide receivers. Gone. The offensive line is one of the worst pass protection offensive lines in the league. What is Tannehill to do? And the Titans still almost had a chance to win the game. I mean, what is Tannehill to do? Anyways, moving forward, special teams. Randy Bullock misses an extra point, and it turned out, you know, to be a big deal, obviously, with the Titans down nine at the end of the game. Um... Not to mention the Chester Rogers special teams blunder. Then Mike Vrabel, the Titans score their second touchdown. It's 19 to 12. Okay? Do you kick the extra point or do you go for two? You should go for two. If you don't get it, you're still only down seven. So you're still in the game. One score, regular touchdown, an extra point. If you get it, now you're down five. And even if they kick a field goal, you're still within one score, eight points. But Vrabel did the worst thing that you could do. He kicked a field goal. It put the Titans down six. Now, if the Texans score a field goal, you're down nine. What is the risk? If you if you don't get it, you're still only down seven. That was a confusing play from Mike Vrabel. The last thing that I wanted to talk about is the defense. I'm not going to give the defense a bunch of blame. Yeah, the pass rush wasn't super there, but the Texans were getting the ball out quick. They were targeting Chris Jackson on the outside on short, quick throws over and over. The Titans basically were able to stuff up the run game for for the most part outside of a couple of drives in the first half. I mean, with the situation that the Titans were put in on defense with five turnovers, basically seven turnovers with the turnovers on downs, what are we expecting? They held the Texans to uh, 190 total yards on offense, 101 passing yards for Tyrod Taylor. They only had 83 rushing yards on the game, the Texans. I mean, the defense did the job. The defense was fine. And they got the ball back to the Titans offense a bunch in the second half when they needed to. So I'm not blaming the Titans defense at all in this game. They're dealing with it. They're handling their business. It was the offense for the Titans, the turnovers, and the special teams that really let them down. They're the two-faced Titans. They can beat the best team in the NFL at any time. Or they can lose to the worst team in the NFL at any time. It's unfortunate, but that's where they're at. And we're going to talk about the individual performances next and tighten up, tighten down. And uh, spoiler alert, I got a lot more downs than I have ups 
this week. But before we get into that, I do want to remind you guys about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you there's a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle, and it's a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. Uh, It's a a really easy way to get all your favorite sports, movies, shows, everything all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no more need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together. With DirecTV Stream, you can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device is required. Content varies by package. Titans fans, we are going to continue a misery Monday here on the Locked on Titans podcast. We're going to talk the individual performances and tighten up and tighten down before we end the show uh, doing a little therapy session as I try to maybe talk you guys off the ledge after this tough loss. But I do want to thank you for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. Let's get into tighten up and tighten down. Starting with the Titan Downs is tough for me. Ryan Tannehill, I know that I said it wasn't all his fault, and it certainly wasn't, but he had a few high throws that went over his guys' hands that almost turned into uh, more other interceptions. Uh, he had uh, the intentional grounding at the end of the first half that stopped the Titans from getting three points, three points that they really needed. I thought that he didn't keep the ball on a critical fourth down when he handed it up the middle. Uh, And, of course, he threw four interceptions, two of them being really bad decisions that he made. So, Ryan Tannehill has got to have a tighten down, even though I gave him a bunch of qualifiers. He was 35 for 52. Anytime Tannehill has to throw the ball 50 times, it's a recipe for disaster. 323 yards, the one touchdown to Des Fitzpatrick, and four interceptions. Not good. Not good. Sacked twice in the game. So Tannehill's got to get a tighten down because it's just the rules, guys. It's just the rules. <laughs> uh, Adrian Peterson, he had a couple of good runs. Uh, nine for 40, but stuffed on a first down. The Titans brought him in to be a short yardage guy that they could count on, and he really has shown to, to not have a good propensity to find those those tiny creases on important downs. Stuffed on a fourth down. Um not a terrible day. I, I feel bad. I, I'm gonna take him out of the Titan Downs. So that's just but but I was disappointed with that fourth down play at minimums. Really, really caught my eye or is, is what it came down to. Uh AJ Brown. Five catches for 84 yards. Finished the game in in the locker room. It just seems like every time AJ has a bad play, he ends up hurt afterwards. He drops a pass over the middle. Oh, my hand hurts. Drops a pass on the sideline. My shoulder hurts. Now, I'm sure his injury is real, but it's just so weird. I'm not casting, you know, judgment on him, saying that he get, you know, but it's just so strange that every time he has a bad play, he ends up hurt. And and that drop, the first drop on the first drive, I just thought it wasn't wasn't typical AJ putting himself out in the middle and making a play. So uh, I'm kind of disappointed by how he's played here in recent weeks. Anthony Ferkser, I know that he... uh, dove on top of the fumble in the end zone to get a touchdown. But the the one catch that he had that was on a critical uh, third down, 
He had to get two yards, and he couldn't even lean forward and get the first down. Just, just not a great, great year for Anthony Ferkser, despite the five catches for 26 yards. Been disappointed with this play. David Questenberry struggled in this game. Um, Roger Saffold struggled in this game primarily with pass protection. The Titans were able to run the ball okay. They went over 100 yards, but the pass protection just wasn't there again consistently for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Danico Autry, Ola Daney, uh, Harold Landry on the edges. I thought that they didn't have a great game getting an edge pressure, and uh, they got sucked too far inside on both the touchdown runs for Tyrod Taylor. Just can't have that happen. Chris Jackson targeted again a bunch in the first half over and over. Um, I know he's dealing with a foot injury, so I don't want to crush Chris Jackson here. He is banged up, and he's trying to go out there and play. While Jackrabbit Jenkins didn't play in this game, so the Titans are trying to patch it together. No Greg Maven. I mean, Chris Jackson's trying. He's going out there and he's trying his best, but with him banged up right now with the foot injury, it's just not good enough, and people are picking on him. Plus, they know the Titans are going to run cover four and cover three on early downs, so people know that the cornerback, because they don't want to get beat deep on their deep third, the cornerback's going to have some depth, and it's going to make it easy to throw those passes to the sideline and just get easy completions on first down. So, tighten down for Chris Jackson. Chester Rogers, I mean, what are we doing here? What are we doing here, man? I mean, that was despicable. That really broke the back of the Titans. Uh, next, Des Fitzpatrick. He had the three catches for 35 yards, had the touchdown. I feel bad putting him in the Titan down section, but two interceptions, he didn't run the right route. I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing out here? I feel so bad for Tannehill, man. Oh, that poor guy. That poor guy. Anyways, moving right along. Randy Bullock misses the extra point. Can't miss extra points, man. The guy misses extra points more than he misses actual field goals nowadays. It's crazy. Just another weird blunder for the Titans. Mike Vrabel not going for two. I explained the decision in the first segment, but what the heck was that? What the heck was that, Mike? I am shocked that he made that bad of a call. What are we doing? Got to go for two there. There's no downside. You're down a touchdown if you don't get it. So Either way, moving right along. The Titan ups. A little positivity here to finish things off before we go into a therapy session. Uh, Dontrell Hilliard, seven catches, or seven carries, 35 yards. That's five yards per carry. He's run the ball about as good as as I've seen in, uh, since Derrick Henry got hurt. He also was the third leading receiver for the Titans in yards with 47. Had the most catches on the day with eight. I mean, and he fumbled forward into the end zone so that Ferkser could get on it. He did that on purpose. Yeah, let's just go with that. Let's just go with that. So, great day from Dontrell Hilliard, who really stood out. Returned some kicks as well. Thought he played well. Nick Westbrook-Akina, seven catches, 107 yards. Really was there for Ryan Tannehill when he had no one left. So, really impressed with NWI on the day. I also thought Taylor Lewan had a pretty good day. Always have to watch the tape to know for sure with the offensive line, but just my initial... Uh, thoughts. My initial reaction here is that Taylor Lewan did have a good day from what I was seeing out there. I thought the interior defensive line, Tyre Tart, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, Kyle Pecco, Naquan Jones, I thought those those guys all had, <coughs> excuse me, all had a pretty good day. The, the Titans really stuffed the run of the Texans. Like I said, they only had 83 yards. So, I thought the interior defensive line of the Titans did good. And also, Dylan Cole got some snaps at linebacker, and I thought he played all right. 
I really did. I thought he played okay. Uh, Jayon Brown, 14 tackles. I mean, he had to be all over the place on the day, so I'm going to give him a tighten up. And Elijah Molden, that's the big one for me. Elijah Molden had a great day, had a big hit to force the Texans to punt. He got in some bad spots early on. The Titans were, the Texans did a good job of finding a way to get Elijah Molden on Brandon Cooks one-on-one on third down situations. But when the Titans didn't have Elijah Molden on Cooks, he did a great job. He had to be responsible for the tight end a lot in this game, and he knocked the ball out of Brevin Jordan's hands a couple of uh, Brevin Jordan's hands a couple of times. I thought Elijah Molden had a fantastic game in this one. So good to see there finding the positives uh, as we go along. But I'm going to do a little therapy session for you guys to to end today's show. I know that it was a bad loss, but I'm going to tell you why it's not time to panic. Before we get into that, do want to remind you guys about the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy from our friends over at Built Bar. If you haven't tried a Built Bar yet, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. It's not chalky. It's not waxy. It doesn't you know, just absolutely fall apart when you eat it. It's not hard to choke down. It's soft, delicious, covered in 100% chocolate. Plus, they have a ton of different flavors. There's going to be something for everybody between coconut and raspberry, mint brownie, the salted caramel, which is one of my favorites, double chocolate, even cherry barcia, a sweet name there. But the bars don't just taste good. They're healthy for you as well. They're low calorie, they're low sugar, they're high protein, they're high fiber. So make sure that you check out BuiltBar.com right now. And when you do, use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your first order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar. Also, want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. They have football. They have basketball. They have NHL. They have pro or they have college basketball going on as well. UFC, boxing, even your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of this excellent offer I have for you. When you use promo code Locked On, you're going to get a fifty percent welcome bonus. Once again, that's promo code Locked On. For a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you sign up at betonline.ag. And make sure that you sign up in time to place some wagers on all that Thanksgiving football action. Betonline.ag has you covered for all of your holiday bets. So go to BetOnline where they're stuffed with deals for this Thanksgiving. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this uh, Misery Monday with a little bit of a Titans therapy session. I'm going to talk you guys off the ledge a little bit here after a terrible loss to the Houston Texans. Uh, Before we do that, though, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, I just told you guys about BetOnline.ag and all the great offers they have. Well, now get the advice that you need to place those wagers with the Locked On Bets podcast. It's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, giving you daily picks, their favorites, uh, upset picks as well, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. So make sure that you check out the Locked On Bets podcast presented by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. So taking a look at what happened in the AFC uh, over the weekend, well, at least as I'm recording this, the Chiefs are up nine to three on the on the Dallas Cowboys, so they're probably going to win that game and go to seven and four. Uh, the Patriots won on Thursday night football. They have moved 
to seven and four. That's a huge game for the Titans next week. They play down to their competition, but they do usually play up to their competition as well. So hopefully the Titans have a good performance next week. The the Colts absolutely absolutely throttled the Bills. So the Bills are six and four. The Colts moved to six and five. Something to watch for the Titans is they're now at three losses. They're going to have to stack some wins late in the season. Hopefully they get healthy. Uh, the Browns moved to six and five on the year as they win 13 to 10 over the Lions. The Jaguars got destroyed by the 49ers 30 to 10. So overall, the Titans have a have a lead still in the AFC. The the Ravens, uh, the Ravens game, looking for the final score of that. The Ravens did win against the Chicago Bears, 16-13. to So uh, the Ravens are right there, right behind the Titans as well. They're 7-3 and now, uh, tied with the Titans. But uh, conference record, the Titans should be good to go for the number one seed still. And they have an extra win. So the Titans are, are still at the top of the AFC. So we'll use that as a jumping off point here. A big game against the Patriots that if the Titans win next week, it's all okay. Everything's okay. So here's what I'll say. Right now, the Titans have so many injuries. So many injuries. That I guess my optimism for the end of the year isn't shaken. If they could just get some guys healthy. Julio's on IR. Bud Dupree is on IR, which happened over the weekend. If these guys can take that IR stint and get healthy, the Titans will be fine. The Titans will be fine. The schedule is still very soft after that Patriots game. The Titans finally get their bye week. Then they come out and they get to play the Jags, so they should be able to get a win there. It's coming out of the bye. They play Pittsburgh who looks pretty rough overall. I think it's going to be a tough game, though. I'm not going to lie to you. But then, they're going to get to play San Francisco at home. They're going to get to play Miami at home. They're going to get to play the Texans again. And the Titans should win that game. So, still a soft schedule going down the line. The Titans' problems right now aren't because they aren't good. Because they're not a great football team. It's the injuries. They've just finally caught up to the Titans. They're out there on offense with a practice squad lineup. And in this game, the Titans still would have been able to win, but there were just weird blunders throughout. The rain pouring down. I mean, there were a lot of factors. I'm not making excuses for the Titans losing the game. I'm just saying there are a lot of reasons why the Titans looked really bad in this game, and there's no way that I am going to expect that they're going to continue to look like that. Everything is going to be fine here if the Titans can get healthy. Now, that's a big if. I understand that. But my overall point is the Titans aren't a bad football team. They aren't any worse of a football team than what we thought they could be after the six-game win streak. They're not. They're just not as healthy. You're missing Bud Dupree. You're missing Julio. AJ didn't play the second half. You're missing Derrick Henry. Don't forget that. I know this is our new our new normal hate that term, but you guys know what I mean. I'm just saying, don't give up hope. We got positive news on Derrick Henry on Friday from Diana Rossini, saying that there is optimism right now that Derrick Henry could be back in early January for a playoff run. So just don't panic. Nothing about this game changes the way that I view the Titans and their potential this year. The Titans can still 
win the Super Bowl. They still can get the number one seed in the AFC. They still can make a deep playoff run. They're just going to need to get some of their key guys back and going to need to get some of their key guys healthy. And I still believe that that can happen as we get closer to the season. The six-game win streak against the difficult stretch allowed the Titans some cushion to where they should make the playoffs still, and they can get these guys healthy for that run. So just everyone relax. It was a bad loss, but nothing about that loss changes the way I feel about the Titans going forward the rest of the season. Hope that makes you guys feel a little bit better. Hope there's a little bit more optimism in your Monday. I got great news for you guys. I'm going to have a Tennessee Titans player on the show on Tuesday for an interview. And it's the first time that's ever happened since I've been on the show. Very, very excited to debut that for you guys. I'm going to give you the opportunity to guess, but it's a defensive player with a great attitude. And I can't wait to be back with you guys tomorrow to unveil it. So that's going to do it for me. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.